listening to the Super Fantasy Brothers from Next Season Sports Media. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Super Fantasy Brothers podcast. I am Drew Wade, joined today by the Kenny Pickett to my Mitch Trubisky, Shady Abood. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Mitch. It's another great week of football. Some wild games going on um, that I caught all of. I totally did not miss uh, a lot every of the single games. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched every single game this mm-hmm, weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but crazy fantasy games. Um, from a lot of different perspectives unfortunately none of those were for me but um we'll get into that in a little bit (laughs) yeah um crazy week for fantasy a lot of crazy stuff going on and crazy week for us recording this podcast just to be totally transparent we are in my car outside of our real job (laughs) recording this episode in the parking lot on this fine tuesday afternoon but we were just so adamant that we get uh, this advice, this help, this content to you guys. So anything for our wonderful listeners. Let's just get right into it. Uh, fantasy recap this week. I went 4-2, won in all my money leagues. Unfortunately, Cameron beat me in the Wade Dynasty. Uh, thankfully, he's not here to gloat about that. So by the time he's back on the podcast, it'll be too late. Um, also lost in the Johto League. Not great. How did you do in fantasy this week? Uh, I did all right. It's better than last week. Last week I was 1-5. This week I went 3-3. Three and three. Wow. Um, squeaked out a narrow victory in the way Dynasty. Won by .6 points. Shout out Brendan. Shout yeah. out Devin Singletary. Shout out Devin Singletary. Saved me there. Um, but 0-2 in about maybe the three leagues I care most about. <laughs> so um, definitely uh, getting some uh, haggling from friends there. But you know what? As uh, Arnold once says, I'll be back. <laughs> nice, nice. Minor setback for a major comeback. Uh, if, you're, if this trend continues for you, you'll be 5-1 and one next week, and then you'll be like 7 and negative 1 the week after that. So um, only up from here for you. I have no idea how Cameron did. He's not here, and he didn't put in the dock. So for now, we can just assume he went. He only won against me uh, since he's not here to say otherwise. Um, all right, with that, let's do our freaks of the week. Get freaky in open field when I have to as well. Excuse me. Get freaky. Get freaky. My freak for the week is the sun god. Amon Ross St. Brown going absolutely bonkers on the Washington Commanders. He had over 100 yards and two touchdowns, and he was huge in two of my money league wins this week. So Amon Amon Ra St. Brown just showing why he is – he's just set up to continue the uh, explosiveness and awesome production we saw at the end of last year. Yeah, I mean, man – this one really hurts. I had Amon Ra on our Wade Dynasty. Um, drafted him when he was a rookie. Mm. He didn't do great the first seven weeks. Dropped him, and now really, really regretting that because my wide receiver core is suffering. Um, but yeah, I think I, I saw somewhere that only him and Jerry Rice are the only two players to have a touchdown, eight receptions, and eight straight games. So um, that's crazy. Um, yeah, he's ridiculous. And the, the Lions look like they're set up to score a lot of points this year. So I think uh, we're going to see that continue. Uh, who's your freak for the week? Yeah, my freak of the week is Aaron Jones. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep, I think that's uh, one of Drew's uh, 
one of those Jews guys right there. Absolutely. Um, he had a great week against um, the Chicago Bears, which was interesting. He did get out carried by A.J. Dillon um, overall. I think A.J. had 18 carries while Aaron Jones had 15. But A.J. was nowhere near as effective um, as Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had 132 yards on the ground, a touchdown, 38 yards receiving, and another touchdown uh, through the air. So, uh, like we expected, um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to lean heavily on him in the red zone, and um, he had a great game rushing as well, averaging almost nine yards per carry. So, things are looking up for Aaron Jones. Yeah, after that week one loss to the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, we got to get Aaron Jones more involved. He's going to be pivotal for us winning games, and absolutely that's what they did in week two Sunday night football against the Bears so uh, yeah definitely is one of my guys I've got him in four out of six leagues tried to acquire him in the other two and uh, did not gain any traction there but uh, this is a guy that I'm on the record as saying I think can finish as an RB1 this year so uh, great to see that get validated a little bit this week we'll monitor how that is going forward time for some less fun let's get into our squeaks so my squeak for this week is just the tight end position in general. It's just, it's always bad at tight end, but this week it was really just a wasteland. Um, not a lot of production from guys that got drafted. We had Mark Andrews finish number one. Uh, we had Darren Waller number two. Can you guess who finishes the tight end three this week? Tight end three, I'm going to say Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett was not. It, let's see, where did Gerald Everett finish? All the way down at tight end eight. Zach wow. Ertz was the tight end three of the week. So I mean, he he was probably drafted in a good bit of good bit of leagues, but then it's like Irv Smith randomly had a good game on Monday Night Football, which go Birds, by the way. Uh, Tyler Higby finally got had a good week. Mike Gesicki, but really just Travis Kelsey finishes a tight end thirteen this week. Not what you're looking for if you drafted him in the first or early second round. So it's just I I really. And just learning how much I hate the tight end position in fantasy football, and this week just really solidified that for me. Yeah, that really that position can't really be predicted. Kelsey didn't even do great. Um, I vote to get rid of it for another flex. But <laughs> I'd be down with that for sure. <laughs> that being said, my squeak of the week is Chase Edmonds. Oof. It did not look good for Chase Edmonds this week. But they scored forty plus points. He must have been good, right? Uh, no, he was not. Wrong. Um, wrong. The, uh, I thought, you know, the Miami head coach coming from the Shanahan system would be a lot more run heavy, um, a lot more use of the running backs. Also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems like um, they were in a negative game script the whole time, but a lot more um, passing that I thought in the first two weeks. Chase Edmonds only had five rushing attempts for 33 yards, only three targets, um, received one of those for eight yards. And um, what's even more worrisome is he was outrushed by Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Yes, he is still in the NFL. Um, 11 attempts, 51 yards, uh, also three targets, caught all his targets for 28 yards. So um, seems like this backfield might be by committee. Um, I'm just really worried about Chase Edmonds right now. I'd probably ch- uh, put him on my bench for now. I would not drop him. Um, because we all know how reliable Raheem Mostert is. Right. But um, for now, it's, it's not someone who I'm relying on. 
Yeah, and if you're weak at running back, maybe you're super strong at wide receiver, got a abundance of riches there, I might look at Chase Edmonds as like a buy-low candidate because Raheem Mostert does have that history of getting injured, and if he does, then it's pretty much just Chase Edmonds' backfield at that point, and uh, we could see an uptick in his fantasy production, but not so great so far. Uh, he was the running back 48 this week. Um, Raheem Mostert had more than double the amount of fantasy production as he did, so not what you were looking for when you drafted Chase Edmonds in the mid to late rounds of your drafts, but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, and that'll do it for freaks and squeaks. Let's move on to our waiver targets. So for waiver targets this week, we changed it up a little bit. We're just going to, we got a whole pile of people at each position. We're just going to go through, list some names, um, talk about ones that we feel merit some more discussion uh, just a reminder these uh, how we determine waiver targets we're saying they're less than 60% rostered in sleeper redraft leagues might want to re-examine that number maybe get it down to 50 or below but uh, for now we'll stick with that 60% uh, the quarterback position we have got Carson Wentz as our number one he's still only rostered in 54 percent of leagues and let me get our uh, producer to check his blindly drew i want you to guess on the year um where do you think carson runs ranks for fantasy points so i remember i just pulled it up on the computer i'm not gonna look um i remember he's the qb3 last week mm-hmm. and i know he had another good week this week so i'm gonna say he's the qb3 I'm just going to stick with three. Very close. Yep. My producer informs me he's the, the QB four on the year, uh, just behind Lamar Jackson at one, Josh Allen at two, Jalen Hurts, go Birds, at three. So it looks like the Eagles made the right decision there, going with Hurts over <laughs> Wentz, just based off of this metric alone. But, yeah, he's our number one uh, target this week. So if he's out there, I'd definitely scoop him up. Yeah, our uh, number two target is Jared Goff. Um He's only rostered in 22% of leagues. He's looked really good the first two games. Um, against Washington, he looked pretty solid. And against the Eagles, he did some good work there. He does seem to have a great connection with Amon Ra. And overall, I, I think I like, I really like this Detroit offense. Um, their running game is working great. Um, their passing game, um, golf seems to you know have figured it out in the offense. Um, and their defense is horrible, so they're going to be passing oh, a yeah. lot. Um, so as, if you're in a 2QB league or since Trey Lance went down and you need a streamer or you need someone on the bench that you can call up uh, for streaming here and there, I think Jared Goff would be a solid option. Yep. And just a quick mention, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, our third QB waiver target, only rostered 7% of sleeper redraft leagues. And uh, you put in here, solid streamer, and in two QB leagues, I definitely agree. He's got familiarity with the system, could be great uh, going forward. Uh, let's move on to the running back position. Not a whole lot here. I put uh, JD McKissick as a, the number one target, um, only rostered in 36% of sleeper redraft leagues. So seven targets this week uh, with the commanders playing in a lot of negative game script. So I think that could be the case a lot going forward. And if he gets those targets, he could be a solid stream uh, week to week. Yeah. Um, and another solid RB uh, pickup. There's not much out there um, for RB this week. 
but uh, Daryl Williams, he's only rostered in 10% of leagues. Um, he did see the most work when Connor went down. Um, I do hear that Connor's injury is not uh, very long-term or serious, mm-hmm. but might be worth the stash if you got the empty uh, roster spot. You can probably drop Darnell Mooney for him. Yeah, just <laughs> drop anybody from the Bears yeah, offense. Really, They're really bad. Uh, keep him on your bench. Um, if this injury um, ends up being long-term, he'll be a good piece to have um, stashed. He's kind of becoming the Alexander um, Madison type um, handicap. Yeah. So even if Especially if you have the, uh, you are the James Conner um, owner, I would uh, make sure you have Terrell Williams on your bench. Yeah, and I mean, James Conner could be back this week, but if he's not, I mean, Daryl Williams should be a solid plug-and-play option for at least just this week. So um, that's definitely a good one to keep your eye on. Um, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Just run through these. Still, still Dorch. He's still dorching down there in Arizona. You guys didn't listen to my listen to my advice last week. He was my my wide receiver target on last week's show. Still only rostered in 14% of leagues, and he had another solid week with uh, Rondale Moore and DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins still out. And I expect that to continue this week. He had uh, four targets. The targets went down from you know nine to four, but he caught all four targets for 55 yards and a touchdown. Uh, solid week at the wide receiver position. Yes, another wide receiver, um, I'd say, who sees a lot of volume with Keenan Allen being out is Joshua Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, he did great this Thursday against the Chiefs. He had four receptions on eight targets. Um, you know, we'd like to see that reception count uh, go a little up, but he did redeem his day with a touchdown. So as long as Keenan Allen's out, um, if Mike Williams gets hurt, um, I think it would be a solid uh, flex play. Um, yeah. If Kenyon Allen is back next week, I would definitely just uh, be a bench spot for me. That offense is really hard to read right now. Um, Kenyon Allen's there. Mike Williams, Eckler seems like he's getting. Um, they're kind of trusting him more because they realize that uh, the other uh, the other running backs they're really wanting to get involved. Sonny Michelle and Joshua Kelly are just not good. They're not Austin Eckler. They're, they're so. not. <laughs> And they're giving them all the goal line carries, which can be a little bit irritating for the um, Eckler managers. But not to get off topic, um, I think Joshua Palmer would be a good uh, stash on your bench. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see that he was only rostered in 30% of uh, sleeper redraft leagues. Uh, Like you said, I'd like to see those reception numbers go up, but the eight targets is definitely encouraging moving forward. Uh, And just the last wide receiver target we have on here was Sterling Shepard. Maybe not the most sexy option you could go for. A member of the Giants offense who, you know, they're 2-0, but that they're, they're not really inspiring any confidence still. But only rostered in 21% of leagues, and he saw 10 targets this past week, and he saw a lot of targets in week one. So it seems like he's the guy that Daniel Jones trusts the most. So um, worth a look if your team is pretty shallow at wide receiver. Yes, I... It's a great uh, choice there, Drew. An honorable mention. Um, he is rostered at 61% of leagues, so um, just above our threshold of 60% for this um, waiver wire targets. But I would uh, like to shout out Garrett Wilson. Mm. Um, he had eight receptions on 14 targets this week, 102 yards and two touchdowns. Last week he had four um, receptions on eight targets. Also had a pretty okay fantasy days but 26 fantasy points this week 
Um, so if he's out there, make sure you go get him. It seems like the Jets offense is clicking with Joe Flacco. However, I would worry about um, that offense with, with Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach back. Wilson coming back. Um, <laughs> might not flow as uh, just crazy to say that it flows better with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Well, Joe Flacco is elite, so I don't know why anybody would expect anything different from him. Yeah, as um, a Steelers fan, I can attest to that one. Yeah. Garrett Wilson did have a great week on your bench this week, so good for you. Good yeah, for you. yeah, he did, he did. Good for you. Let's move on to the wasteland of the tight end position to see if we can find anything out here in this garbage. Uh, my number one target was Evan Ingram, no longer with the Giants. He's balling out, quote-unquote, down there in Duval County with the Jaguars. He's only rostered in 15% of leagues. He didn't have elite production this week, but he did have eight targets, and he saw a substantial amount of targets in week one. So him and Trevor Lawrence seem to be developing some kind of rapport there, and I think that could be valuable going forward. Yeah, my tight end target of the week is Tyler Conklin. Told you. <laughs> Told you all last week. <laughs> he went six for nine um, for 40 yards. Only seven points, but that's what the tight end positions come to. Uh, exactly. You just got to find a streamer um, and just hope to get at least a few points. Um, one person I was drafting heavily this year was Cloak and Matt, who pretty much put a goose egg up two weeks in a row. Not pretty so, much. He did. Yeah. He, he had got, .1. I think he had .1 fantasy points this uh, this week. He had, I think, one reception for negative yards. So. I, that would be uh, – I didn't even see that. I thought it was still zero. Um, no. But it sounds like zero would have been better. Yeah. So – um, if you need a tight end, um, I'd recommend going out there and grabbing Tyler Conklin. Yeah, Conklin, def- I mean, we just talked about this Jets passing offense. It looks like it's going to be highly producing, uh, at least while Joe Flacco is a quarterback. Joe Flacco has thrown 102 passes in the first two weeks of this season. Not something you would ever expect to hear in the, in the year 2022, but that's where we are, and he seems to like targeting Tyler Conklin, so definitely a great waiver target for the tight end position and with that that about wraps it up is there anything else you wanted to throw in there uh no it was a great week of football hopefully i won some a little bit more games next week yep but make sure you know tell your friends about this podcast um you know send send them a link in all your fantasy leagues so uh, we can do this full time and not on yeah. our uh, lunch break at our <laughs> at our full time job yeah it would make it make scheduling a lot easier if uh, this was our full time focus but hey regardless we're we're here for the people and we're going to make sure this excellent content gets out there so yeah share with your friends rate review leave us some stars on whatever uh, site you're listening on and uh, make sure to tune in later this week when we give our starts of the week and preview all the games so that'll wrap it up for our waiver episode my name is drew wade and for my brothers shady abood and the absent cameron reed we'll see you next time patriots are still horrible